0: Welcome to Rise with Dina and Becca. This is your weekly dose of mood-boosting morning dancer. Where we also discuss
1: real-life shit. Mm -hmm.
0: Let's get out of our heads together. Well, hi! (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, good day to you. (laughs) Oh my oh god. Oh my god. Can you please just reference that really quickly? If, if y'all
1: <laughs> don't know that jif, is it jif or gif? I never I have know. To
0: go back and forth between the two. Right?
1: tomato tomato if you will. Right? Um, but if you just google well high cat, just well high cat and not high as you would think. Like h i. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's so worth it if you I'm haven't dead. seen it.
0: You actually have the perfect impression of the inflection and everything. <laughs> and you. I can picture it even though I've only seen it once, it's like ingrained in my brain in the best way.
1: <laughs> hi, guys. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Oh, don't mind us. Just uh, having a moment as we do. Um, welcome to episode. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. That was English and Spanish combined. <laughs> um, I'm Becca Pace. You can follow me on yep. our social media, Hondals uh, Becca Pace, B E C C A P A C E, and.
1: And I'm Dina Ivis, D-I-N-A-I-V-A-S,
0: and we have a gram ski for this podcast, which is Rise, Rise with Dina, Dina and Becca. Becca. Sorry, that's a lot of it's letters. A lot, of, but luckily um, it's like Alexa, and they kind of or like the pre- preemptive text or yeah, whatever pops right pops up. right up. So, Great. welcome to episode ten, everybody. We're diving in. We're gonna be talking about some.
1: Fears. Fears. And fears. it's not like ghosts and Zool and we've already talked about all that. <laughs> but just, um, well, it's funny because I don't know about you, but when I was little, I had the most irrational fears ever, but I still have some of them now. It's okay. like crazy. They've tell stuck me. with me.
0: Tell me tell me <laughs> the ones that, that you had that are gone and the ones that you had and they are still with you now.
1: So the one that I've had that's still with me is I get nervous swimming at night in pools, guys, not even in the ocean, because I'm scared that there's sharks in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) And I blame Hollywood for that crap, because Jaws fucked me up as a little kid, and I still watched it because I was fascinated. But, you know, it's like, I, I feel so inclined to kind of try to flip the switch when it comes to how people look at Sharks, because they're
0: amazing creatures. Amazing, and they get a bad, bad rap. They really do, and I think it's—you're totally right—because there's a there's this terrible misconception that they're so scary because they've got big teeth. But like, really, you know, anytime there's a shark attack, it's it's probably because they feel scared themselves, right? Or they're really hungry, which I can relate to. I'll <laughs> take whatever I can get. <laughs> I'll chew on that knobby knee <laughs> <ear> of yours. <laughs> Watch out, everybody. Tina's hungry. Hang on to your limbs. (laughs)
1: But right? Yeah. But but even to this day, you know, I go into the ocean and, like, we had an encounter the other day when this shark just, like, sauntered right by us. And, I mean, it was so sweet. It didn't even miss a beat. It just grazed right by. But for some reason, I have this really irrational fear that, like, every time I step in the ocean at night, I'm going to get eaten by a shark or in a pool, which makes no sense at all. I mean,
0: I have to agree with you, though, Though being in an ocean at night, are you kidding me? That is absolutely terrifying and I yeah. think that relates to all the nature documentaries that we've watched like when you see what lurks below it's true it's true but there's it, it's not only necessarily the things that are in the water it's not being able to see like where your foot is going and that right. that's essentially like oh, am I going to step and like go into deep water that I can't you know I can't keep myself afloat or is there going to be an undertow? It's the fear of the unknown. It is such the fear of the (laughs) unknown. Which is like,
1: we are going to relate this back to something that's actually relevant to, you know, just your lifestyle and how fears are such this, like, they're a paralyzing force, you know? They're like
0: a straitjacket that holds you and don't let you out because they can really like take over your whole physical body your oh, mental.
1: Yeah. like some people won't even get on a plane like they'll never see anything that's you know not within driving distance yeah. because they're terrified to fly and I know people like this in my life and it's and I used to be similar to that I mean thankfully I kind of had to get over it because mm. I travel so much yeah I mean like flying to Bali Oof. that was like and I didn't even take Xanax for that one I was just like I'm just gonna give this a go, you go. I mean you know I didn't fly alone which helped but um but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so sad to think that, you know, fears like that are so crippling that they inhibit people's ability to experience life. Yeah. And, and another one, just talking about Bali, and then I want to talk about some of the fears that you guys um, <laughs> chimed in that you have. Thank you for responding yes, to our little, uh, our little survey. Um, we went whitewater rafting in Bali, which is something I never, ever thought I would do, and I went on Becca's retreat there. It was now, like, I think three years I ago. I think it
0: was, yeah. You were our uh, second year that we went but it okay. was
1: interesting when we were talking about this yeah. this
0: morning because I didn't know that all along I was also terrified to go whitewater rafting. <laughs> but as a retreat leader, as you know, when you schedule these um, excursions, obviously you you're kind of required to go <laughs> because you are liable for the people that are there with you. So you yeah. you know kind of have to like step up to the plate. And you know Marissa is like fearless. If you guys don't know, Marissa Merlis is my my business partner, and she is, you know, she's soft-spoken, but watch out. That girl has no fear. And she was like, let's go whitewater rafting. And, yeah, it was, I was nervous. My stomach was rumbling. (laughs) You know, I was, it was definitely one of those moments where I was like, well, it's now or never. I have no, I'm here. Right. We walked down, we walked down. Remember that big mountain? Oh, my God. It was incredible. It, It was the most beautiful. it felt like we were in Jurassic Park, it but really with no did. dinosaurs. It, which that would have <laughs> been scary God. too. <laughs> Although, if they were um, the um, vegetarian dinosaurs, I probably would have been like, very, <laughs> you know, enthralled. But
1: but if you hadn't built that into the retreat itinerary, I would have never done it. Neither and would so, I. That's the cool thing about retreats, and we weren't even going to really talk about retreats. Yeah. But it's like, you know, part of what we do, and what I've started doing for my retreats, is build in these more kind of like uh, fear busting activities that like you will do as a group. Like you mm-hmm. might not go out and do it on your own, but you're like, Oh, there's this group of women and we've been hanging out for a couple days now. I'm starting to feel this camaraderie. Fuck. Yeah. I'm going to go whitewater rafting, yeah. even if it scares the shit out of me because you know, it's like a, it, we're all doing
0: this together. We're all experiencing it together. That's it. And that, that is obviously super, super supportive. And it gives you like that sense of calm and like, okay, if they're doing it, I'm doing it. Right. But you know, it's also speaking of just travel in general for a lot of people, you know, they, at least in, in where I grew up, you know, a lot of people don't even leave that hometown for fear of getting out of their, that comfortable bubble Uh, of their familiarities and, and the things that they know and they, and what they've learned. And unfortunately, you know, there's a fear that's kind of instilled in like traveling and what are other people going to be like, is it going to be scary, these other cultures and all this stuff. And then you get there and it's like, oh my God. There is absolutely nothing to be afraid of at all. In no, fact, you learn is, so much. You learn so much, and you open yourself up to so much more. Absolutely, when you kind of let go, and even if it's bit by bit, you let go of some of those fears that you said are they're kind of irrational. Like, where is this even coming from? Right. Why am I scared of something that I, I don't even know what the outcome is going to be because I haven't even given myself a, a chance to try it? Right. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, you guys had some quite literal fears and. I think we can relate to some of these wholeheartedly. So we had snakes. Somebody said snakes, yep. and I'm a weirdo, and I actually think snakes are really cool. I do, do too. I, they actually don't scare. They me. don't yeah. scare do me. Do I right want up. it like crawling on no. me? No, do I? Do but, I want sayings, slithering? But maybe, maybe not on me. But like I would. <laughs> what kind them. of snakes are you talking <laughs> about? <here>? <laughs> <laughs> Big ones, anacondas, please. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know. sh- that ship has sailed for me, but. Okay, no. <laughs> Oh Oh my my god! So then there was, you had this one, moths. Yeah, that's my, my sister
1: chimed in and her response was moths. And I remember as a kid, she was, anytime a moth would like fly into the window, because we lived in New Hampshire, you know, in like the woods, she would like literally freak the F out and jump like a hundred miles in the air. Just something about, I think how they're furry and they they fly. It's It's just kind of creepy. I'm the same with spiders. They scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Moths are big. And they're like gray, like a weird, you know. They're not like pretty, like, like they have like
0: faces that kind of look at you too. They do. Ah, if you they're look like real eighteen
1: close. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about spiders. I'm like. Why do you have to have eight legs? It's so extra. It's like so unnecessary. But, Just for spinning webs. Oh, uh, uh, they gross <laughs> me out even to this day.
0: Um, someone said bees. They were afraid of it. Maybe I feel like people have allergies. Oh yeah. Have a very. That's a very rational thing to be afraid of because you don't want to get stung and like have an, a a, re- a reaction. But, but I will say bees
1: are so important for the ecosystem. I'm so grateful that anytime you see a bee like floating in water, Becca Pace will go over and rescue that little
0: guy. I do. And I rescue the bees and the little beetles and. And I've seen a few bees, actually, on the beach here. It's like they get stuck in the sand and it's too windy for their little wings. Oh, yeah. You know, and then their little legs are trying to, like, get through the sand and they can't. And so I always, like, grab a little stick or a leaf or something and have them crawl onto that and put them into the... I love it. What do you call it? The little dune area where they can at least attach to some some like growing trees and stuff. So anyway,
1: I have to interject there because if any of you out there suffer from seasonal allergies, like I do, like I've had debilitating allergies for now, I think like six or seven years and they came out of nowhere. I mean, I've always had kind of like pollen allergies, but Mm. I don't know if there's just more pollen now or my chemistry has changed. But I will say that referencing bees, I've been told by many, you know, like my acupuncturist and allergist, if you eat local honey, it has to be local. That that really helps you build up a tolerance to pollen and it really really helps your allergies. So just a hot tip for y'all if you I know my friend Carol and I were talking about it the other day that it's just like, you know, I don't want to take an allergy pill every day, and I do right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start
0: so save the bees
1: is my Save the Bees
0: (laughs) And eat local honey. Yay! Um so just like three more, we'll ramble them off. Um fire was another one, and volcanoes, well, yes. And randomly sinkholes. <laughs> sinkholes. Which, you know what, though? In living in the city for so long, I actually would get nervous if there was, like, a little weird patch on the street or something. Because I'm like, is this going to fall down into the subway tunnels? Right. Well, you said that happened by your apartment. Like, the street imploded. The street imploded. A car fell halfway in and that's a water a water main broke. And so, the street was not only a sinkhole, but it was flooded. <laughs> so, yeah. No, thanks. Yeah, that's a little scary. Wait,
1: and the last one I'll mention that's not on there because it, it was the funniest one to me. <laughs> Someone said they were scared of manhole covers. <laughs> Which I just oh my God. <laughs> wasn't there
0: like a, a, there was a show or something. A documentary about people who live in the subway. Is that what you're going to say? No, but I was going to say that like somebody like, oh, like, like freak accidental deaths. This is oh, fell terrible. in a manhole cover? It like, sp- it came off. Oh wow. There was like a, like a burst of air or oh, something shit. and the manhole cover came off maybe that's someone. where the
1: sphere came from. Well, that's that reminds me. I always used to be scared that air conditioners would fall out of uh, like buildings in New York City and terrifying. like I don't want to go like that. What a oh, shitty way anyway to that would go. Be
0: terrible. <laughs> Death by <a> fridge <laughs> air.
1: <laughs> that would suck.
0: Splat. <laughs> okay, yeah, oh no, God. that sucks. Um but but yeah, we were also talking about how, you know, when it comes to at least career stuff, I am if you hadn't noticed, <laughs> I'm kind of a kid at heart <laughs> and I I'm, I'm in denial that I'm actually an adult and I have to do the adulting things that like dubbing of the adulting word, but it's true. We're not really taught how to live in society when it comes to our education. And so there's all these things that I am terrified of and it's just because I don't understand it and it feels overwhelming and I feel like right. I don't I don't have enough of a grasp on how certain things work. that Such as? Such as, like, doing my taxes. Like right, I don't even like to open my mail because oh. for fear that there's, like, a bill for some stupid thing. You guys, I have auto payments for all my bills. They always get paid on time, <laughs> but I don't even want to look at it. Yeah. I don't want to dispute something if it's wrong. Like, that yeah, makes me nervous. Yeah. I would rather just be like, oh, you know what? I'll just, I'll just pay the bill. It's fine. You know, and then I'll have, maybe I'll have a whiff of an epiphany where I'm like, oh, you know what? This is not right. And I'll call, but it makes me very nervous and I'm I'm like afraid yeah and I don't know why I'm like maybe well, it's I was just gonna say
1: when it comes to finances I think that a lot of people are scared to <clears throat> ask for what they're worth when it comes to jobs and things That's like that. True. And, you know as us who are you know independent contractors for the most part mm-hmm. like that was a real hard lesson for me <clears throat> to learn my business because I'm like oh well you know I, I'm such a giver and like this is a but it's a service just like getting a massage is a service and you know yoga is you know Something that I spent a lot of time to learn and a lot of money to learn. And a lot yeah. I put in a lot of years to, you know, become an expert at it.
0: I feel like there's something about people in our industry, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I also came from, like, the arts where, you know, sometimes certain jobs are not necessarily taken as, quote-unquote, seriously. Oh, yeah. And so... When we just love what we do, so there comes a point where we're like, oh, we'll just do it for like next to nothing because we just love it and we wanna we wanna help people and that that never goes away. The, the difference is when you're trying to actually support yourself right, and you're live, making living. You yeah. have to you have to put some things into perspective and be like, Well, I really wanna do this, but I I have to ask for more money. And right. that's when it's like, okay, so it's like get the brown paper bag out, take deep breaths and say, okay, this is what I'm worth and this is what I'm going to ask for. But you know, like you said, it's, there's something that's like, like there's, my tongue gets pinched. I don't want to ask for it. And I don't know if it's, are we gonna, it's the fear of, of the rejection of like right. getting the answer no or, right. you know, and most of the time people say yes, they don't even blink an eye. Exactly,
1: that's it and, <clears> like, <throat> and that's, you know, has been a learning experience for me. It's like, yes, ask for what you're worth and you know, the worst case is you have to negotiate a little bit mm-hmm. and that's that's a great business quality to have is the ability to negotiate. Yeah. But like, you know, and I'm, I'm sure there are people out there listening to this who love their jobs, definitely. Oh, yeah. But then if, if you were me 10 years ago when I didn't love my job, like, if you could think of what mm-hmm. your dream job would be right now, and I'm asking the audience, oh. um, you know, think about it. And, like, I have gotten a lot of feedback since I've, you know, been a yoga teacher as a, a career. Like, that's just so amazing. Like, I would love to be mm-hmm. able to do that, too. You know, people have always said that. I would love, I would do this and this. I would be a chef. I would be a, you know, I would do floral design. Right. Why the hell not then? You know what I mean? And I get it. If you have a family to support and you, like, own a home, like, we're in a unique position where we don't have a lot of ties financially. Yeah, yeah. But look, we still have bills to pay. Of and, course. And, you know, so I, I I really advocate for if you have a passion, even if you just make it a part-time thing, mm-hmm. but don't do it for free, y'all. Like, you yeah. know, it,
0: it, like, seriously. <laughs> and like also if, don't do it for free because those, those of us and I'm not speaking just between Dina and myself, but a lot of artists and a lot of people in in the the non-conforming jobs, you know, this is our livelihood, and so if somebody's going in and And saying, I'm going to do it for free, you know, that, (laughs) exactly, and And so, you know, listen, (laughs) if you're doing it on the sly, that's great. Explore your passions, but also it's like, you know, these are all very, very important jobs, and these are all worth you know, we are all worth something. Absolutely. I think that you just hit the nail on the head with the word worth. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's one of the
1: reasons why some people are afraid to ask for what they want is because Mm -hmm. it's a self-worth issue. It's like, well, I I don't know, you know, like I've only been teaching for a year or whatever. I remember when I first, um, when I first got certified and I got offered a job at my friend's law firm and I was like, this is such a big gig. Like, I don't. I'm just out of teacher training, like, can I do this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of got to fake it till you make it. And that's not to say that I didn't have the skills as a yoga teacher. I was right. very new, but, but you know, I was kind of like, this is such a big job. And I ended up having this client, by the way, for seven years. And wow. it, it was just because of COVID that I lost this client mm. um, but if I didn't have the balls to just be like I'm just going to give it a whirl and see how it goes and I'm going to ask for this rate because I, I asked around to teachers who did similar things yeah. like corporate yoga like what's the going <clears> rate <throat> you know and I didn't there's like a high end and a low end and i kind of found it myself in the middle. That's perfect. Here's here's another tip though, especially if you're in an industry like ours. Once you set your prices, it's really really hard to change them whether yeah. it's like with a private client or a corporate client. So i advocate for anybody out there who's, you know, a yoga teacher or a fitness professional like you know don't be afraid to like aim for the higher end because just remember that if you do have this client for seven years it's going to be very difficult to justify raising the price every year because these companies have budgets and once they kind of right. slot you in so just kind of going you know off on a tangent on the business of yoga but that's something i actually did a whole um training for yoga teachers on so how smart. to make it a, a th- thriving and viable business for yourself because i have to say like I am so grateful that I don't have to do any other jobs on the side anymore.
0: And, you know, there was a time in my life when I had, like, three jobs. Oh, didn't we all? Yeah. I mean, it, it was, like, not even... <laughs> that was normal. Yeah. Especially supporting yourself in New York. But, um, but yeah, I mean, look, it, <laughs> there's a lot of things that can hold you back for the fear of the unknown outcome. And I guess what we're advocating is, like, you know what? YOLO, as the kids would say. And it's kind <laughs> of, like, explore your passions and and... Take the risk. And it doesn't mean that it's always going to pay off, but it's like if you're always letting fear keep you from taking that next step in a different direction, then you're never going to see what's on the other path. You just never will. You're always going to be looking across the the, the fence, if you will, to say, I wonder what's going on over there, but I'm I'm very comfortable in my little bubble. And look, look, there's nothing wrong with being comfortable and there's nothing wrong with you know, having a routine and, and feeling like that's keeping you stable, but you know there also is something very strong about opening yourself up to some vulnerabilities and and using that as that's a the word, right? That like, is the word. Being vulnerable, you, you guys is actually a strength because if you can even recognize that, oof, you know what, I'm feeling a little, I'm a little nervous, I'm a little, right. I'm fearful. I, I I don't I don't know what's on the other end, and then being like, it's okay.
1: Exactly. It's
0: totally okay.
1: And it's okay for other people to see your vulnerabilities. And yeah. I think that that's something that I struggled with a lot because I'm such a perfectionist, I still it's like do, Aries, still do. you know, and it's like Even when it comes to my own yoga practice, you know, I'm always a student. Even though I'm a teacher, Mm -hmm. I will always be a student Mm -hmm. forever. And, you know, I'll be in a class sometimes back in the day when we're in these like packed classes. And, you know, the teacher will cue like handstand, which is still something I'm working on holding on my own. Even though as like a young gymnast, I used to do it like on a balance beam and not think twice. (laughs) But, you know, I'm like, well, what if I fall over and like there's students of mine in the class and they see like this is how I used to think. And it's like I would hinder my
0: own practice because I was worried about what other people were thinking, you know? and just a quick piggyback on that. So, you know, every once in a while, uh, we are sent feedback with some of the online jobs that I do outside of my own. Um, we get feedback from the participants. And for the majority of the time, it's very positive and it, it's great. And I, I find that feedback, whether it's positive or negative, is good. Because you can always, like, evolve and grow. And especially if there's something negative. But that. But there have been some few, there are few, where I feel... It's such... I feel like it's such an attack on me. Right. You and take so it really personally. I take it really personally. And so there's... Then then that's like... I'm afraid of even knowing what someone is thinking. Because if they're not thinking something positive, then I'm... I feel like a failure. Right. And I feel very, like, personally attacked And anyway,
1: No, I'm glad you brought that up. Because I think one other area to touch on... I know we did two episodes pretty much on relationships. So not to go too deep. But mm-hmm. it's like... I feel like sometimes people either settle for things in their relationships or don't vocalize their needs mm-hmm. in relationships because of that exact fear, right? They mm-hmm. don't want to be rejected or they don't want somebody to get angry. Right. And it's like, if you don't talk about things like, you know, not that you and I are in a romantic relationship, but I feel like that that's the reason why, like, we don't have conflict and drama is because, like, when something is bothering us, and I know we've talked about this
0: before, but... But you know what? I feel like we're so dialed in to each other's energies... Yeah, we know that, right honestly, it's like... And I think if we can do not just not just friendship wise, but if, if you are in a relationship with a significant other or even a relationship with somebody that you work with, you know to get on the same page and to be open and, and, and communicative is it can be vulnerable yes, to open yeah. up, but then it's like all of a sudden there's no barriers it and it's like it brings you closer. I and agree. you know that like if there is an issue, you're not going to have this fear of this confronting fear. it because you know you're gonna at least Come out on top just by talking through it.
1: I agree, and uh, I I know you picked up um, one of my my many many self help books that so uh, you know I'm building a collection, (laughs) and I mean everybody I think out there probably has heard of Brene Brown by now. She had that incredible TED talk. She's like the poster child for like vulnerability as strength, and um, I was so happy to see that you brought that book down to the pool. So this book, you guys, if you haven't heard of it, it's called daring greatly. And I think it perfectly wraps up exactly this whole subject matter. Oh it's really, really amazing. Um, and this little quote from it, I just want to share, um, because I really think it just kind of hits home on this whole theme. And, um, so she says, and I quote, it's worse to spend your life on the outside, looking in wondering what if, than if, then it is to try and dare greatly and risk the chance of failure dare greatly get in the arena and try and it's just like and sometimes you have to hear things i think multiple times for it to sink in so yeah. i like that she's like sometimes a little bit you know redundant with it because sometimes you have to hear that to like get that little over fire under your and ass and
0: over because we as human beings like what we like we're we're kind of stubborn we're creatures of habit we are creatures of habit to the, to a fault sometimes Yeah. where we are not getting out there and exploring our full potential. I agree. And like,
1: even, you know, we lived in New York for many, many years, but even to this day, I'm like, there were nights where I was just like, you know, my friends would be like, let's go out and do this and see this. And I just wanted to stay in, you know, and not that I regret Same. it. I mean, we did a lot, but I'm trying to live by this new kind of theme of like, if somebody asked me to do something, even if it's not like hundred percent what I want to do, you know, as long as it's not like something bad, you oh, know, yeah. I'm I will do. I'll say yes because yeah. it's like you just never know what meeting
0: a new person or like just a new
1: experience like how it's going to change you and, and it literally does.
0: I feel like that's a really good kind of period to this is like no when to say no, but also no one to say yes. Yeah. Because there has to be that balance in order to grow and evolve and Definitely. change. And you know, to let go of some things that are really fearful. That is huge. huge. It's epic. And all of a sudden, and then you start to feel more connected to yourself. And yes. then you're willing to take more risk, and then you grow more. And all of a sudden, you find yourself in this, like, euphoric state of, like, oh thank <laughs> God I took that first step, because look how far I've come. It is. So. So, key takeaway, you guys,
1: get out of your comfort zone. Yes.
0: It's okay to be afraid. Embrace it. And save the bees, please. Thank save you so bees, much. Save the bees, and... That's it. That's it. Oh my god! Episode ten. Episode ten. Books, y'all. We will be back same time next week for double ones. And on that note, have an amazing day, everybody. We out. We out. (laughs) Bye. thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you like what you hear, make sure you click follow. So you're in the loop with all of our new episodes and please be sure to spread the word to all of your friends.